listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Frankie Boy Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Josh Urban. I hope you've been having a nice Monday over there. Mine has actually been strangely uneventful, for, especially for a Monday. I got some new light bulbs, you know, which that seems like I'm walking right into a light bulb joke. How many Joshes does it take to change a light bulb? Well, I found some cool hipster vintage LED looking ones at Walmart of all places. Don't tell anybody they're from Walmart. Say they're from an obscure place. And now my dining room, which is already pretty old school. It's got the 1917 floor standing Victrola in the corner and the, the little mantle clock on the 1937 radio and the old license plates. You know, it's bathed in the yellow light. It looks like it's an old, old photo, which leads me to my favorite light bulb joke of all time. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? One, but the light bulb has to want to change. Ha <laughs> ha! I love it. So, light is an interesting topic when, when you think about it. I don't know. It's not really something we usually think about a lot, but it has confused the heck out of some of the best minds ever, including Albert Einstein himself. A simple question. You say, oh, you know, well, you know, catching some rays, catching some light waves, right? And you say, what the, the light in my uh, dining room right now is a certain wavelength, a certain frequency. And uh, if, you, if you picture light as a wave, a wavelength or a frequency would be how many times the peak of the wave will pass a certain point. So it's the, the light is moving at the same speed all the time. But if you think of it like a little guitar string ringing, if it's ringing slow, <coughs> excuse me, it, um, the, the, the wave peaks are going to be farther apart. And if it's ringing fast, the wave peaks are going to be closer together. So the wave peak passes that measurement point more frequently. So the frequency is higher. So we have that. But then, you know, you can say, oh, well, what are these? What is light? Well, it's photons, right? Well, what is a photon? A photon is a light particle. You might say, well, wait a second. I thought it was, was a wave. You say, well, yes, it does behave as a wave and a particle. It behaves as both. And they can't figure it out. And you can't really look at it. Because as soon as you look at an elemental particle that already disturbs it, right? So you can't, you can't, you can't check, you know? It's like, it's like checking to see if somebody's in the bathroom, you know? It's, it's too late if you know. <laughs> so, you go, oh, terribly sorry. And the whole equation comes crashing down, right? So um, it's a really interesting topic. So if you're looking for something cool to read or something cool to look up on YouTube, quantum mechanics is, is fascinating, way above my head. Einstein himself hated it. He famously said, God does not play dice. You might be like, what do you mean, Al? God does not play dice. What are you talking about? So if you look at, this is the Josh understanding of quantum mechanics. So if you look at uh, how normal things in the world behave. Apples falling out of trees on famous physicists' heads or near them, how cars roll down the road, how springs work, even how planets and stars orbit. This is all 
explainable with Newtonian physics. Uh, things that have been around for hundreds of years. And then we could get a little or a lot more advanced and use Einstein's equations. So like Newton's theory of gravity explains what the objects will do, but they don't explain why. And then Einstein's theory of relativity, ex relativity explains why this happens. So that um, space and time are woven together in a fabric called space-time. And a, an object with mass distorts the space-time and sort of like a bowling ball on a sheet will pull the sheet down. And if a marble is rolling around the sheet, it's going to be affected by the ripple that that bowling ball or that distortion that bowling ball creates in the fabric. There's, there's a way to sort of visualize this. So this works great for things that are big and heavy. But when you get down to things that are small and light, such as an electron, well, that is not explainable by these phenomena. The Heisenberg uncertainty principle states, and this is true, and this is not a flaw of equipment. You cannot, with absolute 100% certainty of one, know the other. You cannot know at the same time an electron's position and velocity. The more you know about one, the less you're going to know about the other. So what this creates is a probability that it will be in this area. So you could generate a curve. You could say, okay, well, it's light. It's, it's most likely not going to be here. It might be sort of here. You'll get a bell curve. It'll be sort of here. Most definitely, most highly likely will be in the middle here. And then, and then the curve continues. Well, this is an interesting thing because then if you take this curve, for example, of where the electron is likely to be, Remember, you can't know this, and this is this is how it, it's not that the microscope isn't good enough. If you bombard an electron with a photon, then will you disturb the whole thing? So you can't know this. So if you take your your bell curve and imagine slowly closing walls in on it from either side. Well, if you get right up close to the bell curve, there's a probability that it would be on the other side of the wall which is really weird. You might be like, what? This, you can see why Einstein would get annoyed by this. But this is actually proven this is true. And this is a problem when they're making computers now because as the circuits get smaller and smaller on the computer chips, I was just watching a video on this, as the circuits get smaller and smaller on the computer chips, you're dealing with, with you're getting closer and closer to these probability curves of where these electrons would be, and then you're going to start running into problems. This is just one of the most bizarre, one of the many bizarre and almost incomprehensible and certainly counterintuitive elements of quantum mechanics. So it describes a universe of chance, of probability. And that's why Einstein said, God does not play dice. He hated this idea. He liked the idea of a marble universe where everything was absolutely explainable by mathematics and this one he called a wood universe it was just imprecise and imperfect but it seems to be true on the small level and these two views of the universe a view of the big and heavy and the small and light so 
general relativity, general relativity and quantum mechanics, they're both true in their realms, but they do not play nicely together, which is usually not a problem because a planet is a heck of a lot bigger than an electron. But what happens when you get into this small and heavy, such as a black hole, the center of a black hole, or the universe when it first started, from the singularity when everything was condensed into an infinitely small, infinitely dense, infinitely hot point. That's when you need a unified theory, and that's what physicists have been looking for and are currently unable to find, but stay tuned on that. So, I really didn't expect to go this deep into quantum mechanics this evening, but that's a wonderful thing about a conversation, right? So, anyway, check it out. Fascinating stuff. Uh, boy, it certainly strained my brain and added a lot to the wonder and the mystery of the world. Hope you enjoy checking it out. Highly, highly worthwhile. Cool stuff about the history of the science as well. So, as the yellow wavelengths or the photons or both bombard my dining room and make it look like an old picture back when they were developing these theories, as that light is shining, let's do our deep breathing. Go ahead and sit back and get comfortable. Let those eyes gently acquire that soft focus in front of you and your eyelids are getting heavy. You are getting sleepy, but not too sleepy. We got to do counting. Let those eyes drift gently closed. Breathe in through your nose. Now through your mouth. Let us begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, last one, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, ah, excellent. Wiggle your toes, open those eyes, and speaking of quantum mechanics and the idea that an electron could be somewhere where you wouldn't expect it to be, apparently we was reading in a book years ago that we could suddenly spontaneously appear in Hawaii, according to quantum mechanics, although the probability for that to happen is a billion times the age of the universe or something like that, so it's probably not gonna happen. With that in mind, you know, I got all these little things rattling around in my head, too. I was talking, I was at work the other day, and there was a, a, a resident. You know, I'm working in an assisted living home. There was a resident, and she was like, man, you know, 
she was she was got a little confused and she said, where am I? What what's going on? Where do I need to be? And I said, well, you know, you you could spontaneously, you know, with the laws of quantum mechanics, you, know, you could spontaneously end up in Hawaii. Although that would be a probability of that happening would be about a billion times the age of the universe. And she said, what? Which is a good answer. I said, don't worry, I'm just being silly. <laughs> and, and walked off. <laughs> Sowing a little, <laughs> little chaos wherever I go. <laughs> For science. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow.